Hello, Graceway. This is David Chow. I am part of the Mark Bible Study teaching team. It is Monday, September 23, and today's podcast covers Mark 4, 1 through 20. Let's jump into things. I will be reading from the ESV version. The parable of the sower. Again, he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he is teaching them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil, and when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. This is the word of the Lord. A little bit of context may help. In chapter three, we encountered those Pharisees and Herodians who wanted to destroy Jesus for healing on the Sabbath. We encountered scribes who attributed the power of Jesus to heal and exercise to demonic power. But we also encounter large crowds who are attracted to Jesus because he is healing, helping, and instructing them in a new way. And of course, there are his family members who do not recognize his true identity, while there are even unclean spirits who recognize him as the Son of God. Wherever Jesus goes, it is a mixed bag. Some have a clue to his true identity. Some remain clueless. Chapter 3 also points to the cosmic battle between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. But have no fear. Jesus has already bound the strong man, a reference to this accuser, the enemy, Satan. 
Satan's kingdom is coming to an end. In Mark 1, 12-13, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by Satan. But because of Jesus' baptism with the Holy Spirit, before he entered the wilderness, the baptism by John the Baptist, Jesus overcame the enemy's temptations. That victory in the wilderness foreshadows the kingdom of God's victory over the kingdom of the enemy. The strong man has been bound. The strong man has been bound. Does that mean our day-to-day lives are easy-peasy? Does that mean our exercise of faith is smooth sailing? No, it does not. And that is what Mark 4 and the parable of the sower tries to illustrate. Farmers first scatter seed and then plow the ground in order to mix the seed into the earth. So that's what's going on in our parable. There are four types of soil or ground that is described. Three of them prove unfruitful, and the last and fourth soil proves fruitful. There's the path where the birds come and devour the seeds. There's the rocky ground, which don't allow roots to grow, which the sun then uh, burns up. And then there is the seed among the thorns that prevent it from yielding any fruit or grain. Now, what's interesting about the the 20 verses, 1 through 20, that I read in chapter 4 is that this parable is told twice. And in the second time, Jesus offers more detail. He offers some explanation to those around him and the 12. For example, the path represents how Satan immediately comes and takes away the word. The rocky ground represents those who suffer tribulation or persecution and fall away from the faith. And the thorny ground represents those who are so consumed by the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and and the desire for other things that the word of God proves unfruitful. In talking about seeds and fruit, I just imagine how a seed is a baby plant. It has the potential to become a mature plant a full-grown plant, a fruit-bearing plant. But to get from seed to fruit-bearing plant is not automatic. It's not guaranteed. A lot of caring and nurturing and tending needs to take place. I'm not much of a farmer, but the times that I have tried to grow a tomato plant or to even you know grow grass in my backyard or there was even a phase where I was really into orchids and I was trying to raise orchids. And the thing with orchids is too much sunlight, they die. Too little sunlight, they die. Too much water, they die. Too little water, they die. It is so easy to kill orchids. They're very vulnerable plants but they're so beautiful, which is why many people want to have orchids. The point is simply that seeds are vulnerable. 
it's very easy for seeds to die. It's very difficult to raise seeds into fruitful, mature plants. Now, the parable describes the things to watch out for. You got to watch out for Satan. You got to watch out for tribulation and persecution. These are all kind of advanced warnings that the parable is giving us. You need to watch out for the deceitfulness of riches because these all interfere with the growth of the word of God in us. They all prevent spiritual fruit from being born. So that's on the negative side. On the positive side, I want to look at verse 9 and verse 20. Verse 9 says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Okay. Okay. So in order for the word to take hold in our lives, we need to listen to it. That makes sense. Verse 20 says, the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. So there's a couple more verbs here. Hearing the word is repeated, but you need to accept it. And upon accepting it, you will bear fruit. And so I take it that the critical verb here is to accept the word. Accept the word. What does it mean to accept the word? It's more than just hearing it. You need to accept it. It needs to enter into your mind, your heart, the core of who you are. It needs to take root in your being. It needs to be tended and cared for, nurtured. Just by hearing the word, there is no guarantee that it will bear fruit. Just showing up and just showing up at church and hearing a sermon doesn't mean that the sermon will bear fruit. Just reading a text of scripture doesn't guarantee that that word of God will bear fruit. We need to reflect upon it. We need to chew on it. We need to talk about it with our family, with our small group, with um, our brothers and sisters at church. And so just as Tending a baby plant requires careful attention to the right environmental conditions, watering, uh, fertilizing, weeding. So the same could apply to our spiritual lives and the seed of the word of God that is planted in us. We need to tend it and water it and care for it. And so the question that I would leave for you as you go about your day today, are you tending the seed of the word of God in your heart? And on that note, I'll sign off and reconnect with you at the next podcast. Over and out.